hang on tight. Fish Talk Radio is about to take you on a fishing adventure. You're about to go places you have even yet to desire and revisit familiar favorites with live on-the-water expert insider tips. Now, sit up straight, pay attention, take notes, and join the party for a blue water, white water, and calm water adventure. Check out fish tips and trips online at fishtalkradio.com. And now, the all-natural attitude adjustment. Welcome to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and also not quite in studio, but the uh, perennial, the... uh, uh, Grizz, let me let me just start all over. This is you a, messed yeah. that up big time. Yeah, <laughs> I mean big time, John. Okay. Well, anyway, Grizz is joining us uh, from our office in the beautiful city of La Paz, Baja, California, sir. And we've got a great program put together, Grizz. We're going to talk about fly fishing uh, in an area that I happen to know quite a bit about because I spent much time up there, and that's in uh, Sun Valley, Ketchum, Idaho, right at the base of the Sawtooth and the Salmon River, and I'm sure you're familiar with it. Yeah, I've been over there a few times, John, and uh, done some fly fishing over there myself. And then we're going to be talking to Bill Shedd from AFCO. And he a great guy and a good friend. Always out there helping us fishermen. Well, I'll tell you what. He, they've, they've got some great stuff going on, and we're going to be talking about uh, fish and why they're there and why they're not and who knows if there are any and all that kind of stuff. And then uh, we've got plenty more coming up, so... We are going to have to get to work here pretty quick. But Grizz, appreciate you coming in. I know it's a little bit warm down there today. Also, uh, we're going to be talking a little bit uh, a little bit later on about Baja and East Cape and how awesome year it's been down there so far. Yeah, it has been something. Okay. Okay. Well, we got a little bit less than a minute. But Grizz, I know that you've been busy, busy, busy. And if anybody's interested in seeing your uh, handsome face they can go to asob online and you've also gosh you got so many websites asob online is a good place to go and then of course your uh, facebook is uh we got mike ritz we mike got ritz. mike the grizz adventure okay. south of the border mm-hmm. hunting and fishing in mexico and chef on the water there you go yeah we're going to talk about hunting in mexico one of these days but not today okay grizz we're going to be uh, taking a break, and we're going to come right back with you, so stay tuned. Are you ready for a whale watching adventure? The Santa Barbara Channel is known as one of the best whale watching areas in the world. Over 27 species of whales, dolphins, and porpoises come here throughout the year. And there's no better way to spend time with these wonderful animals than aboard the high-tech Condor Express. Bring the whole family for an unforgettable whale watching adventure. The Condor Express is Santa Barbara's premier charter boat for whale watching, island excursions, sunset cruises, and private charters. Call Sea Landing at 882-0088 to book your trip. We'll see you on the Condor Express. Local fishing at its finest is aboard the Stardust. Day and half day trips on Stardust sport fishing are a family affair. Find out what it's like to view Santa Barbara from the water while you are catching dinner. See whales, dolphins, and Channel Islands up close. Spotless boat and friendly crew are perfect for beginner or expert. Get aboard with Jason Diamond and his crew on Stardust sport fishing, operating at a sea landing in the Santa Barbara Harbor. 
Clover Pass Resort, Ketchikan, Alaska, is in the heart of the salmon capital of Alaska. Walk a few yards to the dock and throw a line at king, silver, or pink salmon. Just a 90-minute direct flight from Seattle. You can be in your boat fishing the day you arrive. The calm waters at Clover Pass hold schools of salmon as well as halibut and rockfish. Clover Pass offers all-inclusive fishing packages starting under $1,000. For more information, call John at 877-FISH-RAP. That's 877-F-I-S-H-R-A-P. So you're covered in sand up to your waist thanks to the excessive digging of two very ambitious children, and you think, wait, did I lock my Impala back in the parking lot? And normally you'd just sit and stew about it. But you live in a time when an OnStar app lets you control your car from nearly anywhere in your world like it's some extremely remote control car, which it kind of is. So you tap the icon that zaps a signal that says to your car, boop, here's a signal to flip the mechanism that locks the door that sends a signal back to your phone to say, yes, your car is now safely locked. And you gotta wonder about the guy walking by when it happens. He's like, wow. And you're like, wow. And if you slow your brain for just a nanosecond, you realize just how amazing modern technology really is. All because you drive a Chevrolet Impala connected by OnStar. For details, availability, and system limitations, visit OnStar.com. Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with us uh, today. We also have the Grizz, who's joining us from the uh, City of Peace, the beautiful La Paz in Baja, California, sir. And a little bit farther north of there, we have John McLaughlin, who is one of the premier fly fishing guides in uh, Ketchum, Sun Valley, and uh, Idaho. So we're going to be talking a lot about that. John, we appreciate you coming on. Thanks for having me. Okay, and then also, Grizz, we'd like to have you here, too. I am here. I'm always here, John. <laughs> if I'm not fishing, I'm talking on the radio. There you go. Okay, well, let's get right into it. John, you work at Silver Creek Outfitters. Yes. But why don't you just give us a real quick description of yourself, what you do. Silver Creek, uh, I know, has been there since uh, about the time that was incorporated. The first time I went up there was in the early 70s. It was there then. And it's pretty much the only place in that uh, Wood River Valley that you want to go to for uh, get your equipment and fishing guides. Well, thank you. Yes, it is. Um, I've been with Silver Creek for about 12 years now. I am the fly fishing hard goods buyer, and I've been doing that for about the last five or six years. And I've been uh, living in Sun Valley since uh, we moved up here from San Diego in 1993. Well. A little bit different, I'd, and I, I'll just digress just for a second. I am familiar. Uh, Phil Hanrahan, a very good friend of mine, and I bought a house in Cold Springs right s- south of town some years ago, and I spent some time up there and have fished uh, the uh, 
you know, with with uh, Silver Creek, and then of course you've got some very very famous streams around there. You know, you've got the salmon to the north, and then of course the Silver Creek, which is mostly all premier fly fishing. So, why don't you give us an idea a little bit about uh, what type of fishing you do? Well, uh, here in the Wood River Valley, we we love. Hey, could you do me a big favor and talk up a little bit? I'm all the way down here in Mexico, and I'm having a hard time hearing you. All right, sorry. Uh, well, here in uh, Sun Valley, we uh, we love to dry fly fish. Uh, we have lots of rivers and tributaries to choose from. Uh, Silver Creek is is well known and is a dry fish fishing dry fly fishing mecca, um, as you may know. Um, we have the Big Wood River, the Copper Basin, Big Lost, Salmon River, South Fork of the Boise, um, a little farther away, and. And uh, we just love to dry fly fish around here and um, big trout. Well, this is getting the fly. time of the year where the uh, you got the caddis hatch coming off, don't you? Uh, caddis, we do a lot of on the Big Wood, uh, July and August. Um, right now on Silver Creek, we're fishing Calabatus, and that is um, fishing phenomenal right now. And it's gentlemen's hours. It's the uh, late morning, early afternoon. Now that's my kind of fishing. It's everybody's kind of fishing. <laughs> now, uh, real, real quickly, give us a little bit of an idea about the method that you use. You're fishing from the banks, obviously, so and you're and you're primarily dry fly fishing. Is that right? Yes. Um, a lot of people ask, you know, uh, about floating and, and drift boat fishing. Um, unfortunately, or fortunately, in the Wood River Valley here, uh, we do a lot of walk and wading. The rivers just aren't that big. Um, but we do get some nice fish, so we're we're either fishing from the bank or we're in the river, um, targeting uh, rainbows and brown trout, uh, feeding pretty selectively on the surface. Yes. Well, you know, again, a lot of people start thinking that you know, Labor Day's come and gone; it's time to put the fishing gear away. But there's you know there's summer fishing, spring fishing, and the fall fishing is probably some of the best. Is that right? The fall fishing. Uh, it is. It is some of the best. Uh, the crowds have have gone for the most part. You know, with the summer uh, tourism, the the weather's cooled down a little bit. The leaves are changing color. Um, the the fish are are doing well. And uh, as we move closer in the fall, we get great uh, steelhead fishing up uh, on the Salmon River, up uh, closer to Salmon in the middle of October. But from now uh, through October, we have great fishing, uh, good dry fly fishing, and uh, over the last five, eight years, um, I've seen a lot more people coming to town for the fall fishing. Uh, I'll make a quick comment, if you don't mind my digression, is that I fished uh, with you guys some years ago, and it was probably my first successful steelhead trip. Mm-hmm. And the guide, um, i trying to remember his name, but anyway, what we did is that, you know, we were not experts. So mm-hmm. the first thing we did, he took us up to the river and made us sit on the bank of the river and stare at the water. Mm-hmm. And He the, didn't like you, did he, John? <laughs> <laughs> no, what he was doing is for steelhead, you sight fish. And when you look in the water, I didn't see anything. And he goes, right there. And I go, where? You know, it's right next to that rock. And I go, what are you talking about? He said, that is a fish. What you're doing is actually looking for the shadow of the fish on the bottom of the water because they're from the top, they're very much invisible. So after practicing for a period of time, you could actually start seeing the fish. Yeah, and that's part of the, the fishing around here. We love to sight fish. We love to, you know, target fish. Um, 
you know, and in the fall you get lower water, you get clear water um, and the cooler temperatures and, um, you know, they're, some of the fish are easier to see. Well, if you know what you're looking for. <laughs> yeah, that takes years of practice. <laughs> yeah, some, good, some good uh, polarized lenses too. There, oh, yes. And frequently you'll be fishing when there's snow on the bank. So, so what, uh, for steelhead, when do you suggest people come up? Well, if you want to come up in the fall, um, mid-October to late October um, and even into November, um, up on the Salmon River is great fishing. Um, you can catch a couple fish a day, depending on the runs and, and how quickly the fish are moving upriver. I think most of the steelhead are still around the Riggins area, which is about five hours away. Um, and a lot of the guys that guide here and work here um, love to steelhead fish. Uh, Clearwater, the Grand Ron, and, um, you know, the Salmon River has countless miles of, uh, of steelhead fishing to be had. Well, real quickly on, on uh, uh, taking uh, trout for dinner. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, most of what you do is all catch and release. Uh, there are some circumstances. I believe steelhead you're allowed to take a couple if you want to, aren't you, at minimum size? The hatchery fish you can keep. Okay. I believe it's two. Um, I can't remember the specifics, but if you did want to keep a steelhead, um, they do have a hatchery program, um, and they do want you to keep those fish. But uh, we don't we don't take the wild fish out of the water, and you can... Um, identify a hatchery fish, uh, mainly do uh, they cut off the adipose fin. Mm-hmm. Well, in addition to trout and steelhead, which well, is pretty much the same thing, uh, what are some of the other things that you target in, in some of the different waters? Well, we also have bull trout, um, you know, which has been targeted more frequently in the last few years. As you know, uh, there's also carp fishing, which has gained a lot of popularity over mm. the last five or so years, and um, mm. I've carp fish a few times myself, and we do. We actually have carp fishing around here, um, down on the Snake River, yeah, uh, which I'll, is an hour uh, and a half away. Right, I was going to say, I think the waters up there are pretty cold for that. Grizz, <laughs> I know you have fished that area. Have you had any success up there? Oh, yeah. I, well, you know, John, when I would, you know, I guided in Montana for so many years on the Bighorn River and the Yellowstone, uh, I would vacation over in that neck of the woods mm-hmm. <laughs> to get away from my own water. There you go. Well, I tell you what, if you want a vacation, now, in addition to what is probably, realistically, the finest ski mount in the world at uh, Mount Baldy at Sun Valley because of, you know, it was, uh, I don't know if we have time to go into the history of that, but it was the first destination ski resort in the world. Actually, Avril Herman built a train from Los Angeles to go up there, and it became very famous. But, you know, that's great in the wintertime, but there's a lot of reasons to go there, and especially this time of the year. Would you say so, John? Definitely, and if uh, you bring up the skiing, uh, February and March, we, we double down. We'll ski in the morning from 9 to noon, and then we'll dry fly fish on the Big Wood for midges uh, from noon to 4 o'clock or so, and then go enjoy some happy hours. So the winter in March is a phenomenal time to also, dry fly fish for midges and well, ski. My, my goal was, was always the triple, and that's where <laughs> you uh, go skiing in the morning, you get down, play golf, and then you get back in time for the evening bite. Yeah, yeah well, there, you can do some golfing later in the year if, okay. uh, if we okay. didn't get much Okay, John, we're going to have to go right now. Just real quickly, email address uh, for you for uh, Silver Creek. Uh, you can email me at the general inbox, just the easiest uh, email I can give you. It uh, goes directly to me, and it's info at 
silver-creek.com. Silver-creek.com. Okay, thank you, John. We appreciate that very much. Grizz, you stick around. We're going to come right back with you on Fish Talk Radio. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and pargo. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll-free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. Lake Kachuma is a California treasure. Bald eagles, deer, egrets, foxes, wild turkeys play on the banks and in the trees. Red ear, bluegill, bass and catfish inhabit the waters. Rainbow trout are planted on a regular basis and easily caught from boat or shore. Lake Kachuma Boat Rentals is a key to a successful day on the lake. Call 805-688-4040 for information. Tackle, skiff, or pontoon boat rental. Call Craig at 688-4040. 20 minutes north of Santa Barbara. Kachuma Boat Rentals for a day to remember. World-class golf, fishing, and diving in the clear, warm waters of the Sea of Cortez with a true five-star resort. The Grand Heritage Hotel and Resort at Costa Baja, great value and without the hustle of other parts of Baja. On the White Sand Beach with Espirito Santos Island minutes away. Signature restaurants, pools, and accommodations for an intimate weekend, weddings, or corporate events. On the web at CostaBajaResort.com. It's a beautiful day. What do you say? Let's go fishing. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio, and we also have the Grizz as our uh, almost in studio today. He's in his, our office in La Paz, and our pleasure today is to introduce Bill Shedd. And Bill is probably most known for president of AFCO Manufacturing Company, but he does so much more, and so does AFCO. Bill, what we'd like to talk about, if you don't mind, is maybe a little bit about the oceans and what you're doing, uh, what we can do, and you know some 
maybe solve some mysteries for us. Do you mind? Sure. Thanks, John. Thanks for having me on. Okay. Uh, gl- glad to be here. Yeah, as well as, 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 as fishermen or as uh, people involved in the industry, uh, we've got to have fish. So AFCO takes uh, quite a bit of time on, on resource issues, on trying to uh, help ensure not only that there's fish in the ocean for us to catch, but also that we have uh, reasonable access to those fish, which, as your listeners know, is getting increasingly difficult uh, with each passing day. If you don't mind, Bill and, and Grizz, I'm sure that you'd like to join in on this because you've been, you know, you've spent most of your life on the ocean or what the sea or whatever it is you call it. Oh, water. Let's uh, just water. say that, John. On the water. Now, on the water. You know, the, the ocean is, is so massive and there's really so little known about it, I think, as Bill might mention, is that there's not a lot of science and things change. Uh, for example, you know, there's there'll be fish, one type of fish in one area, and then it'll disappear for seven years, and it'll show up again. Of course, when it's gone, it's because, you know, it's because we did something wrong, and when it's back, they don't know why. But, uh, Bill, would you mind commenting a little bit about that, the, the ocean cycles and currents, and, you know, what, what actually causes, um, you know, fish to come and go? Well, I mean, basically, fishing come and go because of two things, really because of food and sex. Oh, and, uh, and water temperature is really uh, key to both of those. So, what did you say, Bill? Food and what? Food and sex. That's <laughs> okay. really where. That's how I live, Bill. <laughs> <laughs> you're going to find the fish where their food is, and you're going to find the, the fish where mate. And that's uh, uh, and water temperature plays a huge part in it. But you know, back back to your you know more basic question. Yeah, the 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 the, the ocean is uh, very little known about it. It's um, um, uh, you know, great, great, great need to learn a lot more about the ocean, which is one of the reasons that uh, that the Shedd family has been so involved with the Hub Seawold Research Institute, for example, down in San Diego, where we build a hatchery uh, where we're raising the white sea bass and putting them back into the wild to help Mother Nature bring back the white sea bass. Well, it's been a banner year off the California coast, and hopefully part of that is due to you. But in, in addition to that, um, I, I think there's a lot of lack of knowledge and misunderstanding about the ocean and the cycles and the currents. There are seems to be natural cycles, like in Alaska, the pinks show up every other year. Heavens knows why. I don't know. But there are certain cycles. Can you kind of comment on those and what causes those? Well, sure you are. And we- weather patterns uh, uh, really gets back to, to water temperature, John. And, um, you know, weather pa- you have a, a, a huge different fish population here in Southern California, whether you have a... Uh, La Nina or El Nino conditions, and, um, um, and and fish have tails, so they move. So they're not always going to be where you you think they should be. And uh, and 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 we know so little little about uh, uh, where where fish travel and why they travel there. And 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 uh, uh, you know, so there there really is a, the point is there is a need to learn a lot more about the oceans. Well, where Grizz and I were talking earlier about down at East Cape uh, is when the Baja is fishing is phenomenal but up in La Paz it's been a little weak and it's you know distance wise it's not that far so I would assume that it's probably bait Grizz is that what you think? Well you know what I'm starting to think about East Cape is the fish come up north go through East Cape and then they come back south and go through East Cape so actually when they come up to La Paz and Loreto they're only there once and then they turn around and go back Mm. But in East Cape, they're coming and going. So oh. I think that's why it's been so successful this year. It's been better than I've ever seen it. 
Now, in La Paz, two weeks ago, I have never seen so many marlin. I mean, we caught six, seven marlin. We catch them on flies. We catch them on skirted lures, bait, whatever you threw out. You had them. So it was really incredible to strike marlin, but now they're gone. (laughs) Uh, Bill, let's talk a little bit more again. You know, we talk about cycles and where they move around, uh, but the ocean is so vast and so deep. It seems in recent years you can, you know, they've been finding some things that they thought were extinct or they haven't seen for many, many years. Can you comment on that? Well, I mean, even even here in Southern California, you know, you just mentioned the white sea bass fishery. You know, there was uh, a 40-year period where very few white sea bass were caught. And, um, uh, you know, and today, you know, guys are catching large white sea bass uh, as, as good as they ever have. Uh, you know, the, the whole, uh, 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 you know, rock cod fishery in Southern California. You know, they, 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 the researchers said it was going to take, uh, you know, 60 years to bring that resource back. And, and now they're saying, well, wait a sec, it seems like it's, it's recovered. So there's, uh, you know, some of it is bad science. Some, it's just, some of it's just bad information. Uh, we think we understand more about the ocean than we do. And, um, um, and that's where, you know, a lot of frustrations come into, in, into play, where a, a season gets closed off like it did the rockfish fishery in Southern California. And uh, those of us that were on the water, gosh, the guys in the sport fleet, um, you know, you just got you just got to... Um, you know, look, look, look at your gear and spend some time on the water and, uh, and, and know that, that that resource is a lot healthier than the scientists believe. Well, a couple of things. Let's talk about fish for a little bit. You and I mentioned a little bit about fish and fishing and cycles. Uh, different fish have uh, different life spans. And, of course, they're normally the rockfish and the, you know, the, those like uh, um, the ones that we like have a very slow growth rate. And some of the, especially uh, some of the fish that Grizz catches, like the Dorado and the, and the tuna, grow extremely fast. And they may only live to be, you know, five, seven years old. So, and, and they replenish themselves very quickly. So let's talk a little bit about maybe the life cycles of some of the fish that would help us understand. Sure. You mentioned the Dorado. That's an interesting one because that's probably the, the fastest growing uh, fish that I know of in the ocean. And it's uh, not very long lived. Um, Five years and they're done. Well, yeah, yeah, that's right. We know how fast they can grow because uh, uh, my, my dad took his boat to SeaWorld, which we, he used for collecting for SeaWorld for years, and he caught a number of uh, little chicken Dorado that weighed oh, maybe a pound. He didn't weigh them when he put them in, but he put them in some tanks at SeaWorld that uh, were called schooling fish uh, tanks that had anchovies and sardines, so you know, all, the, all the food that they want. But in 18 months, one of the little male dolphins grew from one pound and, you know, believe this, to 68 pounds in 18 months. Wow. My Lord. And that wasn't a guess. That was, you know, Dad, Dad weighed it himself when he took it out. So it just, you know, in, in nature they're not going to grow that fast because they're going to have to burn up more calories uh, to catch their food than they did in the tank, and they won't have food there all the time. But, you know, a fish like a, a Dorado has the capability to grow that fast. And like Grizz says, and, you know, in three, four, five years, they're, uh, you know, they're, they're done and gone. But, mm-hmm. you know, some of the big groupers, they can be 100 years old. So there's, you know, depending on the fish, there's a you know, huge difference in their lifespan and, and also how fast. You know, Bill, that's why I don't have a problem with people killing a few uh, uh, Dorado to eat, but it just really upsets me when they kill those big groupers or those big billfish. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, for sure. 
Now, Bill, give us an idea of what some of the things that uh, that AFCO and was it Hubs uh, Research Center is doing, and also you guys are working closely with Guy Harvey too. Sure. Yeah. Part of our our business is uh, we we have a a clothing business that we make um, clothing for fishermen, and um, we're the licensee for for Guy Harvey to we make all of his T-shirts and all all of his sportswear. So we you know Guy's been a a uh, longtime friend and longtime business partner, and and that's just an example of somebody that in a business that uh, really is focused on trying to do the right thing for the resource, and the right thing for science and understanding what's going on in the ocean, and at the same time uh, running a uh, r- running a business. And um, I got to tell you, when I think a guy, I got to think of a, a quick story. We were we were fishing down in Panama, and and your listeners may have seen the photo of the 1,200 plus pound marlin that. Uh, um, Guy, actually, I, I, I was there, and a and, um, friend, friend was hooked up on the fish, and uh, we couldn't get it up to the surface, and I jumped off onto his boat with a rod and reel, threw my line to Guy. <laughs> Guy swam down and, and connected my swivel to the leader. Wow. Came up, stuck his thumb in the air, and um, together we caught this, uh, what was oh. an over 1,200-pound black marlin that, that oh, actually was, okay. was tagged for, it, with archival tags so that we could see where the, right. where the fish went. That's that's awesome. That is awesome. Well, we've only got a couple of uh, minutes left at the most. Uh, give us a quick idea, and you know, I don't want to get into this man-made global warming right now. That's a whole different subject. But give us an idea of what we can do uh, to help out. Well, I think the first thing that ang- anglers can do is is to, uh, you know, just just tell everybody you know about the sport fishing community and about the, uh, you know, the, the the value that it's been. Just like the hunters have helped save the deer, it's the sport fishermen really that have looked after the the resource in the fish. I mean, for example, in the last uh, half decade, you know, we've contributed over uh, um, our last half century, we've contributed over $30 billion in license fees and excise taxes to wow. help look after the fish. But so, you know, tell, t- tell your friends, and if you know folks in the environmental community, tell them we're not the bad guys. The, the <laughs> yeah. fishermen are, 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 are care about the resource and we, we look after it. Uh, but I think for, for next steps, I think, um, the best thing that an angler can do is to is to support starting with your local groups in the saltwater area, like the the CCA, the Coastal Conservation Association, has uh, you know groups all around the country uh, uh, that are involved in ocean issues and fishing issues. And then Keep America Fishing now has uh, the the American Sport Fishing Association entity that mm-hmm. have a, have a million members to try to help look after wow. anglers' rights. Okay. Uh, Bill, we're going to have to uh, end up this segment. Give us some quick information on how to get in touch with you or, or one of these organizations real quickly. Well, you can get us through uh, AFCO. At, you can go to AFCO.com. AFTCO. AFTCO.com, or you can call us at AFCO, and we can direct you to any of these other entities at uh, 949-660-8757. Thank you, Bill. We appreciate that. Grizz, you stick around. Bill, appreciate you coming in. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members 
tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. For more than a century, sport fishermen have led the charge for conservation. From trout to marlin, anglers have worked to protect our natural resources and establish successful programs that benefit fish and fishermen. Today, this legacy is at risk unless we step up and lead the fight for real world conservation. That's what the Sport Fishing Conservancy is all about. Doing what's best for fish and fishing and making sure anglers get the credit we deserve. Check out the Sport Fishing Conservancy and find out how you can help at sportcon.org. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Want to make your drive more exciting? It starts with Shell V Power Premium Gasoline. It's Ferrari's choice for improved performance. Shell V Power removes an average of 60% of performance-robbing gunk on intake valves left by low-quality premium gasolines. And it starts with your very first tank. The result is the kind of performance that gives you yeah, more excitement the behind shows. the wheel. Uh, Choose Shell V you, Power you, uh, Premium Gasoline today to my and let the excitement begin. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with the Grizz. Uh, well, actually, Grizz is in La Paz, but uh, you're here in spirit, and I can picture your handsome face, Grizz. But we also Why do you keep calling me handsome? I'm starting to get worried, John. Uh, well, <laughs> because you need reinforcement, you know. If oh, you keep, okay. If, we, okay. If, if I keep telling you sooner or later, you might believe it. Okay, I, I, I believe in myself. Okay. Anyway, talking about a... Uh, um, a good-looking face. We have Kayleen on the line with us, I hope. Uh, Kayleen, are we there? No. no okay, we're just we're going to call her. Hey, Grizz, let's go, yeah. ahead, let's go ahead and continue. We're going to get Kayleen right back on the line. All right. But why don't we, you, let's, let's go ahead and talk a little bit about East Cape. Well, like we were talking earlier, John, I mean, it's, it's just been phenomenal this year. It's been catching and catching and catching and catching. I mean, if it's not marlin, it's tuna. If it's not tuna, it's dorado. I mean, it's just really be good. And, you know, Chucky there at uh, Van Warmer Resorts 
has a great place. And it's only, I mean, you only have to go out sometimes a half a mile from the dock and you're into good fishing water. Well, that's the kind that I like. You just go out and maybe have a ice water, iced tea, or maybe, heaven forbid, a cerveza. Uh, come back in, jump in the pool, uh, and there you go. Well, you got three pools you can jump in. Yeah. You know, it depends on where the ugly ones are and where the pretty ones are. <laughs> okay. okay. All right. Or you can jump in the ocean. Well, yeah, if you want to, because yeah. it's a, really a safe beach yeah. right there in front. It's yeah. not a big drop-off, and you don't get those big killer waves, and right. there's no undertoes. That's perfect. And it's, it's uh, perfect. And you can fish right there, too. The ladyfish, the Jack Ravel, yes. even the big roosters just come swimming right by there every day. Perfect. Well, we're going to come back to that in a little minute because we have Kayleen on the line, and she's very, very busy up at Lake Shasta. Kayleen, do we have you there? Okay, can you, you've got such a soft voice, and Grizz is overpowering, so try and bring it up as best you can. Okay. Now, we know that this year has been difficult in your area. We had the Yosemite fire, uh, the rim fire, I guess is what they call it. It just keeps on going, and the smoke covers a lot. And then we got a recent fire at Redding. So you guys have been uh, pretty well clouded over, haven't you? We have been. Um out towards the lake, though, the air quality still has been pretty clear. It's, I don't know if it's going in the other direction or if we're just getting lucky. It's not hitting us real bad like we thought it would. Okay. Well, aside from that, <laughs> it's probably a good time. I know the water's down. That means the fish are concentrated and you've got a lot of sandy beaches up there. Yeah, there's still a good reason to go up, and by the time somebody decides, maybe they make it up there by the next weekend, uh, we're assuming that everything will be almost back to normal, and it's a great time to go. You know, we love kids, but it's, you know, it's nice to be able to have um, a little bit less people around. Right, exactly. Mm-hmm. And give us a quick idea of what you're pulling out of the lake right now. Right now, as far as fish, is that what we're looking at? What sure. we're doing out there. Okay. Right now, we are getting ready. We're closing a few of our campgrounds. Mm -hmm. But I can give you a few names that are still open and where you can make reservations at. Well, I'll tell you what. Why don't you just uh, give us a contact information, how we can get in touch with Lake Shasta, and then we can talk to somebody about where they want to go without having to make people write all this down. So let's give us a real easy website. Sure. It is www.shastalakecamping.com. ShastaLakeCamping.com. What could be easier? Exactly. Okay, Kayleen, thank you very much. Hope to see you soon. All right. Have a good day. All right. Hey, Grizz. Yes? Uh, Grizz, I got uh, got some good news for you. I need good news, John. We have Amy back on the line from Channel Island Sport Fishing. The beautiful Amy. That wants to go fishing with me. There you go. Hey, Amy, uh, again, you got a soft voice, so if you could just kind of really belt it yeah, out. Yeah, Amy, because really, the last girl that was just on there, I didn't hear a thing. <laughs> sure, you got it, guys. How are you? Fantastic. No, actually, Amy, the problem is is that uh, on the phone lines, we only have one controller, so uh, you got to speak as loud as Grizz does. Okay, I'll try. And I think that's going to be hard for you to do, baby. Okay, anyway, uh, Grizz, leave her alone. Amy, let's go ahead. Let's get into let's get into the Channel Islands. Another phenomenal, um, well, not another. This has been a phenomenal year, but another phenomenal week. Give us an idea of what's going on around there. Um, you know, a lot of really great rock fishing. There's still a lot of uh, 
halibut here and there. There's even been a couple sea bass locally caught uh, the past couple of days. So just when you think it's starting to slow down, it, it picks back up. And uh, th this, yeah, and it just, and white sea bass, they, normally they're around for a short time and they go, which they've done, but they keep coming back. Yeah, that's right. Okay, and what about, uh, we were talking to uh, Bill Shedd about water temperatures and cycles and such, and apparently whatever cycle we're in is a good one. Uh, and we, we have, uh, you know, around the China Islands area, not had the warmest of summers. What's the water temperature like? Um, you know, right now it's still kind of cool. Here in Oxnard we get a lot of uh, gloom sometimes. The last month has been nice, but other than that, it's been a little cool and gloomy for the most part of the summer. Mm -hmm. And then if I remember right... Uh, Let's see, rock fishing season, you close what, for two months? Yeah, that's right, January and February, two okay. months to, to shut it down and rest. But I believe October 1st, if anybody wants to catch their own lobster, the spiny lobster, that's October 1st, is that right? Um, I think it's the 28th, September 28th, oh, we okay. start our, our lobster hooping. Yeah, well, you had a great, you had a banner year last year. Oh, yeah. That'd be fun, so you can go... Uh, uh, all kinds of different fish, and then you can even go out at night and go hooping for lobster. Normally you do that at, at sundown, right? Right, right. Our boats leave at 5.30, come back around 11 for that. Wow, that sounds awesome. Okay, give us a quick idea how to get in touch with Cisco's, which is Channel Island Sport Fishing. Yeah, you can give us a call here at the landing, 805-382-1612, uh, or you can book your spots online at Cisco's.com. C-I-S-C-O-S.com. That's correct. Awesome. Thank you very much, Amy. We appreciate you having on you again. Anytime, guys. Have a great week. All righty. Bye-bye. Okay, Grizz, it's just you and me from here out, buddy. We got rid of all the rest of them. Oh, well, that's good, but that's kind of sad. I really enjoy talking to Bill. Yeah. I've talked to him for years. He's a very, very educated man and really cares about the fishery. And, well, and that's his business. So, well, I mean, what a great guy he is. Uh, well, Grizz, if you don't mind... Uh, let me see here. We've got, uh, um, well, we've got a couple of minutes left. Let's, <clears throat> I, I know that you've got a numerous degrees after your name of theology and biology, and, and I, I, I know that you have a good understanding of the ocean. And that is something that, no matter how good it is, no one seems to know, you know enough about the ocean. No, John. I mean, uh, I learn something every day when I'm out there. And believe me, they say that uh, as a fisherman and as a, a television host, I'm on the water more than anybody else in the United States and Mexico, you know, filming, taking pictures. Mm -hmm. And believe me, every day something intrigues me or fascinates me. I, all my life, as you said, I've been on the water had television shows since 1979, and I learned something every day. It's incredible, the ocean. It's another world. Grizz, give us an idea of some of the things that you've found out there that are either unusual, incredible, or startling, or can you think of anything that you've found on the water that you didn't expect to? Yeah, the most impressive thing that ever happened to me, I was fishing off the coast of uh, Mazatlan, and we were looking for... Tuna. And, you know, you always look for dolphins, and you go as fast as you can to get into the dolphins, and you start trolling. So the captain seen the, the uh, dolphins jumping and running and jumping, and they were jumping high. And we kept getting closer, and things just didn't look right. And we kept going faster, and finally we're in the middle of them, and you could literally hear these dolphins screaming 
as they were jumping out of the water. The next thing we knew, this big orca or killer whale came out of the water, jumped and caught a dolphin in its mouth wow. and just had the tail coming out one side and the nose coming out the other and went down and then another dolphin or another orca or yeah. killer whale jumped out of the water and came down on another one. There were three orcas eating dolphins. I mean, and I mean yeah. my heart was like beating so fast and I've never in my life seen anything so unique as that. Good or bad, but it was nature, yes. and it was, that was impressive. Nature can be cruel, that's for sure. And you know, we can tell some stories about uh, uh, you know, killer whales, which they're kind of mis- misnamed because they don't go after people. But um, you know, someone sees them life in the wild, uh, or they, they can be shocked and dismayed and horrified. But that's, that's life. Well, they're beautiful animals. I mean, Mm -hmm. you know, nature is no worse than we are in the slaughterhouse. So (laughs) the people that are against nature and and the brutal way of the killing and eating of nature, they ought to take a good look at themselves and see how they make a hamburger. Well, Grizz, the other thing that, uh, that I've kind of feel or learned is that people talk about the balance of nature, and somehow they think that man has some control over that. Really what it is, it's survival of the fittest, and that's why we are where we are, and we've we've progressed to this point. It really is, you know, the strong survive, and it is survival of the fittest, and that's not a bad thing. So you're saying that we're just smart monkeys. Well. And the rest of the monkeys are dumb monkeys. That's why they didn't evolve. What do you mean, we? (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, it is. It's the strongest uh, survive. It's like, you know, the famous... Uh, dolphin or or the uh, yeah. Dorado, yeah. you know, grows to the limit at till it's five years old and then starves to death because it can't eat enough to okay. sustain its growth. Okay, Grizz, it looks like we're up against it. So give us some quick information on finding the Grizz uh, ASOB online, and then you also have Mike Ritz on Facebook. Yeah, Mike Ritz, Mike the Grizz. Uh, on Facebook, you're the all over the place. The water. Okay, you're all over the place, Grizz. We got to end this segment. We appreciate you coming on, and you're listening to Fish Talk Radio. Vagabundos Del Mar Boat and Travel Club has 42 years experience introducing RVers to the joys of Mexico. Specializing in Baja, Vagabundos leads caravans and sponsors fishing tournaments, trailer boat cruises, and weekend getaways in Mexico and the West. Vagabundos Del Mar also saves its 10,000 members tons of money on low-cost auto insurance. Stay up to date on Mexican travel with the printed newsletter online at vagabundos.com or call 800-474-BAJA. The Santa Barbara Channel offers some of the most productive sport fishing in the world. Channel Island Sport Fishing offers the most boats to enjoy it. Call 805-383-1612. At Channel Island Sport Fishing, you pick the time and place you want to go. Nearshore halibut, calico bass and rockfish, or fish the Channel Islands for white sea bass and yellowtail. For whale watching and private charters, Channel Island Sport Fishing in Oxnard has clean, modern boats with professional, friendly crews. Make your reservations for a deep-sea adventure by calling 805-383-1612. 
The East Cape of Baja, Mexico is world famous for sport fishing. Dorado, tuna, wahoo, marlin, sailfish, roosterfish, and parco. The Van Warmer Resorts make dreams come true at a price all can afford. Hotel Palmas de Cortez, Playa del Sol, and Hotel Punta Colorado have the biggest and best sport fishing fleet in all of Mexico. Call toll free to 877-777-TUNA to find out how affordable world-class fishing can be. The finest resorts and the best boats in East Cape. Call 877-777-TUNA. It's time for you to take a real fun adventure. Join a hosted fishing adventure to Alaska or Baja with the staff of Fish Talk Radio. Real Fun Adventures can book you on any adventure you desire. Bring your fishing friends or meet new ones. Fish Talk Radio gets the best deals from our sponsors to give you the best possible price. Real Fun Trips are inclusive, easy, no-worry packages to the most popular fish grounds. Trips start around $600. Go to reelfunadventures.com. Welcome back to Fish Talk Radio. This is John Hennigan in studio with the Grizz. We've had a lot of fun today, Grizz. Learned a lot, that's for sure. That's and what you it's know, all about. The thing about this show is that's why I love to be on it. You learn so much. You meet so many people. You talk about with people all over basically the world, and it's just great fun. It is. One of the, you know, obviously, you know, I've been doing this for a while now, and I look forward to it because, you know, I, I keep learning new things all the time. You know, of course, the good thing is, is that it's not your, not my job in particular, or your job, uh, to give the answers. You know, it's, uh, you know, we get the people that come on the air, and we got to see if we can make it interesting and give uh, them a chance to give us some information. Yeah, and they do. You know, you've got so many different ways of thinking, so many different ways of living, so many different ways of fishing a trout, uh, bass, deep sea fishing, uh, inshore fishing. Uh, I mean, imagine surf casting. I mean, you've got it all in one little nutshell, and that just makes it so interesting and so fun. Right. Well, one of these days, Grizz, i got to get you up to catch him, Idaho. Yeah, I would like to go up to catch them. It is. Uh, it's gotten a little pricey over the last 10, 15, 20 years, but it's there's a reason for that because it's so beautiful. Yeah, well, not only that, it's where the high end goes. It's where all the yippies go. <laughs> no, I think it's a little above the yippies. Uh, but anyway. Not hippies, yippies. I know, I know. Anyway, I don't. I think we got a few minutes left here. So let's, let's talk a little bit more. We were talking about the ocean, which I think is fascinating. First of all, the 
probably one of the biggest problems that Bill alluded to is our lack of knowledge and lack of information, especially when you go down below, you know, a couple hundred feet. There's well, you know, I don't know what's wrong with the United States way of thinking, the government. They're all out to step on the moon or go see Mars or, you know, spend billions and billions of dollars. And they don't even spend enough money to check out what we have here on Earth. Why aren't they studying the ocean instead of Mars? Well, it'd be probably a little bit more relevant, wouldn't it? I, I know that, you know, it's difficult to go down three, four, five, six, seven, eight thousand. I think the what's the lowest point? I don't I shouldn't ask that question. But I don't know, but John, it's, uh, but it's not any harder than traveling to the to Mars. Yeah, well it's almost as deep as some of the highest mountains, let's put it that way. But the what's down there, we have no clue. And that's where life began. So you yeah. get, so you get all these creatures down there that well, that uh, um, interesting, unusual, and every once in a while something crops up and they go, "Oh, gee, we didn't know that was there. We thought it was been, uh, you know, uh, gone for a million years, but there it is." Yeah, so, that's why I say yeah. spend billions to go all over the universe, and I don't see us getting any help from the universe, but I can sure <laughs> see us getting a lot of help. From knowing about our own Earth. You know, that's a very good point. There probably is a lot we could learn from that that would actually be of beneficial uh, value Well, I imagine there could be medicines. There could be everything. Right. Mm -hmm. Interesting. And we're not going to get it, and I repeat, because I really got a bad taste in my mouth. Well, let's go find Mars. Yeah. Well, that's not helping anything. Yeah, that's a good point. Well, Grizz, we're going to wrap it up. We appreciate you coming on. And, of course, if you want to go to fishtalkradio.com, uh, we are podcast in at least 12 different places if you want to tune us in uh, on webtalkradio.net. We're now on iHeart and iTunes and, you know, just literally dozens and dozens of places that you can listen to me and the Grizz. And, of course, the easiest way to do it is to go to your website, which is? ASOB. Online.com. You and can go right there and click on the Fish Talk Radio and hear us talking. There you go. Grizz, thank you very much. We'll be a talk with you real soon. Keep doing what you're doing, buddy, and uh, we'll talk to you again next week. You're listening to Fish Talk Radio, John Hennigan and the Grizz.